0: Welcome to How We Run, a podcast where we examine how nonprofits become successful. I'm Trent Stan, CEO of the ICER Foundation.
1: And I'm Julie Lapacher, founder of Good Ways, Inc.
0: Are we going to like just start? What's that? What's happening here? I
1: forgot. I'm recording. This. We're start. We're starting. You're on, buddy. You're on.
0: We've already started?
1: Yeah. And boy, for sure, I'm using this part.
0: Jeez. Okay. You, you have to say something to start or something. I don't know how to start.
1: So we're in season four. We're looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. What are you looking forward to learning or talking about in season four? I'm
0: really looking forward to season four because I do feel that the, the world changed since season three. And I'm curious to hear from great nonprofit executive directors and CEOs how they've changed their operations, what their new perspective is, what they're looking at how they've changed their management style, how they were able to adapt to COVID and what it means for them moving forward. And I'm curious to hear from great executive directors how they've adapted and what they're going to be doing differently in the years to come, as well as what they did to get through what must have been the most trying time in the history of their organizations and their leadership.
1: Yeah, you must have seen some stuff with your grantees too. Can you think of anything that you've seen that has impressed you?
0: The biggest thing that we saw was that so many of the organizations that we served were forced to pivot their operations to virtual. And what we do at the Eyser Foundation is a ton of mentoring and tutoring and bringing together older and younger people into the same room and allowing some good things to happen structurally, but also some good things to happen organically just as a byproduct of having them be in the same room. And those organizations have long argued that they could not deliver their services virtually, that there was a magic by having those people together in the same room and the informal learning and and teaching that took place as a result of them bringing them together. And, And to be honest, they were then forced to either adapt, change, or close your doors. And so many of them adapted and so many of them changed. And they were able to deliver their services to some level of success virtually. And I was impressed by many and I was frustrated by some, but I was eager to learn from all of them.
1: When you say you're frustrated, what were some of the frustrations in the last year? I know I've had like, I mean, this whole last 18 months has just been straight up frustrating. But what are you thinking of when you say that?
0: I think that I was frustrated by a couple of different things. The most obvious one was that I I found a good number of organizations who said, we can't mentor or tutor or provide academic instruction because the people who do that at our organization are mostly older and older people will not adapt or adopt to the technology that is out there. Meanwhile, I saw organizations down the street who were delivering essentially the same service who had a constituency of older volunteers who adapted and adopted in no time because they thought that their services were important. So I think that there was a bit of ageism. There was a bit of bias that older people can't utilize this technology. We found out was untrue. The other frustration that I had was just, was the sheer number of virtual galas that people put on and thought would be just as good as their in-person galas, even if they didn't spend the time to change their platform and change their programming and change the way they delivered and c- insisted that the galas still had to be two hours long and still had to rely on a bunch of speeches and some music and the format that, that they had long used of, we'll just pivot and do our in-person gala virtually without doing the contemplation and the thoughtful thinking that needs to take place to recognize that no one wants to sit through a two hour virtual gala. And no one really wants to stare at their screen for a long time after a busy day of doing work.
1: I'll push back because I think what I saw was organizations that were doing the best they could with what they thought they should do. So it's we can't do the in-person gala. So let's do the same thing we do and put it online. And I think it was a misjudgment about our audience expects this of us. So we have to give them what they expect when in fact... What we saw from very successful organizations was when you did something unexpected, that's where the success came from.
0: You're absolutely right. As I saw so many good organizations, and some of them were our grantees, say, we still have to deliver the services, and we still have to raise the money, and we still have to do the things that we did. Now let's figure out how to do them, given that the circumstances have changed. It's just a mindset shift as opposed to this is how we do things, and hopefully the world will adjust to us, as opposed to... We have to continue to deliver high quality programming and pay for it. And so we're going to have to adjust to figure out how best to do that. But I, I saw unbelievable ingenuity and imagination and creativity, and just I'll get that done. And we'll talk about whether it's replicable in the long run, it take place among many of our grantees and many others in the sector who we don't fund, but but I admire from afar.
1: So in season four, are there, we're in the middle of producing it. we're in the middle of interviewing folks. Are there conversations you'd like to have?
0: I mean, there are a ton of conversations I'd like to have, but I just, I, the overarching theme that I want to get from the executive directors and the CEOs that we're going to talk to is how did you adapt? How did you pivot? And what's your organization going to look like moving forward? And I just think that we have the opportunity to talk to so many different people from so many different types of organizations in this, that hopefully at the end, there will be a theme that emerges from talking to these talented executive directors of what did we do differently and what will we do differently to ensure our success moving forward. But I'm looking forward to to catching up with some old and new friends and, and learning from each of them.
1: One conversation I would love to have, and we have not yet booked someone who has this, is I want to talk to someone who who is in a turnaround situation, who really had to steer an organization back from the brink. That is the conversation I want to have at some point this season.
0: I'm with you. I love those types of conversations. I love those types of of sports movies. of, of Oh my wrestling.
1: gosh, I didn't realize I wanted to feel good sports movie. Yes, that's,
0: that's all concerned. you want. The movie is not any good. It's just about the Duke basketball or something, which is good all the time. We want to talk about the program that was in ruins and the the one loner coach who came in who believed in the kids and against all horrible circumstances and the evil administration and the bad boosters and whatever was able to will his or her team to greatness through through all the adversity i of course want to have that conversation i unfortunately don't have it very often because i think most of the organizations that we invest in are pretty solid and they've been pretty solid because they have good managers good management teams and they have systems in place that haven't caused them to have to turn around and like all other foundations, we're relatively risk averse. And so we're not oftentimes the funder who is involved with a turnaround situation. We just don't have a lot of them in our portfolio, but it's risky.
1: But there's something interesting about what you just said, which is that so sometimes when I talk to organizations who are relatively new at fundraising, like they have received funds, but it's their first time really systemizing their fundraising operations. And we talk about just the number of conversations you need to have to make this stuff happen. And people sometimes when they're starting out fundraising, the instinct is to tell that story of an organization in tatters. And we try to say that's one way to do it, to say all, you point out all the things that need improvement and an investment could improve them. But there's another way to do it too, which is to really come at it with, from a position of strength and say, don't you want to invest? So it's really interesting to hear you say that about how it's, a turnoff.
0: I'm unfortunately generally not interested in rescue philanthropy. It, it makes a cute after school special of if we do enough car washes, we can save our community center kind of thing. But usually in the real world, after you've saved your community center with the car washes, in three months, whatever the underlying condition was that made that organization vulnerable and in danger of going under, if you didn't fix it, it's going to come roaring back in no time. And so generally that's not our thing is we need to save you because there's probably somebody who's doing a remarkably similar thing to what you do who is not in need of that rescue. And I know that most of the money that I spent can go towards their programs and their administration and not towards paying off the debt or dealing whatever that caused them in danger in the first.
1: So we are both looking forward to season four. We have a request for you, dear listeners.
0: I'm hoping that if you enjoy how we run, that you will go and leave a review for us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Hopefully you would leave a favorable review, but even if you don't want to leave a favorable review, we'll take your honest criticism and critique and try to learn from it. But, but your review allows others to find us. And that's a good thing because the more people that listen, the more impact we can have on the sector and that we can bring about positive change for, for other nonprofits that are out there. So. If you like what you're listening to, please leave us a review.
1: And we would love to hear from you, too. So if you want to be a guest on the show, you think you have a good story and you want to share, or if you have a question we want to ask, or if you want to recommend somebody else to be a guest, uh, you can email us at info at com. And so we will see you in a week for the first episode of Season 4.
0: Can't wait.